0: what's up y'all and welcome back to another episode of that respect the combat podcast and i am as always mr dl key done and today's episode trico myself and leland just sat down to touch on full gear a lot of changes within wwe not favorable some favorable um busy triple header of a weekend for new japan pro wrestling and So, so much more. So, stay tuned, and we will see y'all in three. What's up y'all and welcome back to another episode of that respect the combat podcast episode number 49 my name is mr donna s key d l key if you know what i mean and with me as always is my co-host with the most mr trico fullerton what's up bruh
1: what's up what's up still recovering from uh, last this past weekend's events and oh week, boy yep and this week it's gonna keep on coming but uh, before we get on to the episode, real quick, we want to say a happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans out there. Of course, you know, did not know, for those who are WWE fans, Tribute to Your Troops is this Sunday, um, if you have Fox on air. And, and, yeah. so that
0: makes sense when they moved it. Yeah, I heard they moved it, but then now it makes whole sense why they moved it back to November yeah. It just feels weird that it's November instead of December this year, but, all right. And we, this week, because of what it is and what we got to sink our teeth into, are not alone. And you know them, you love them. Welcome back. What's up, Leland?
2: They like me. They really like me. What's good, guys?
0: Oh, Lordy. Uh, <laughs> what you been up to, dude? man just work it you know how it is uh yeah i cannot wait till at, hopefully we're out of the house and actually active fully by february but we'll see yeah man. but until then let's uh dive into these mainstream topics because we ain't got no time to waste today with all this shall we let's get it all right so one of the major headlines from last weekend was that canelo out basically became the undisputed super middleweight champion after an 11th round knockout oh because my no you saw the highlights so thoughts
1: no i was able to catch the whole main event because uh even though i was working uh the, the heat game i was able to catch the the highlights of the other game as uh, the, the other fights before the main main event started and let oh, me tell so you
0: cut the intro to the main and then yeah okay.
1: Uh, for that, and the uh, the main event for the UFC 2CCA, uh, two, two but we'll get that to That Oh two. yeah, we'll
0: get to that entire, that's later.
1: Yeah, but let me tell you something about the Canelo fight, like, that fight should have been over in the second and third round but they just dragged it all the way to the 11th round and ended with a TKO off,
0: Yeah, stuff that happens, and thanks for the uh, background noise, Leland, but that kind of made sense, <laughs> with how the fact that Canelo's like, get off me, get off me. Oh, no. But uh, yeah. Then moving on, I didn't touch on this last week, which I probably should have and looked it up. But George Soler of the Braves outfielder, George Soler got named the 2021 World Series MVP. Then also, unfortunately, we got to touch on a few negatives a lot within the world of wrestling. Both Zoe Stark and The Undertaker are getting ready for knee surgeries. Zoe Stark after a torn ACL and meniscus tear, and take Undertaker's getting knee replacement surgery. And then on top of that, the ECW legend Sabu officially announced his retirement because that man's been going at it since like the eighties, and coming out of ECW and doing those matches, yeesh. And then, unfortunately, the most over member of the 2000s WCW, Judy Bagwell, unfortunately, did pass away earlier this week at the age of 78 due to dementia. I don't even feel right saying this the way WWE did it without how it should be done. But NXT War Games will occur on December 5th. And Trico, I know you're gonna say I said it wrong. They shouldn't have just uh, shouldn't have just had should have just had Regal come out there. I mean,
1: if you think about it, it's not called takeover anymore. They can't say that anymore because it's NST 2.0 is no sense of making a takeover. And then, you know, and speaking of where is Regal? I mean, it just don't feel right.
0: I know
2: I, where is
0: Regal? Yeah, this. 2.0. We've ran it on it enough. We'll do some more running in a second, but yeah. Can
2: and it, uh, NXT do over. <laughs>
0: uh, how about no? <laughs> more and
1: like W five point oh.
0: Oh no! And the last Monday night football game of the season. If people are so concerned about Monday night and primetime ratings. It's January 3rd, and the Monday Night Football games have been insane this year. But let's move on to something I know is going to ruffle a few feathers. As of last Thursday, right after we got done recording, WWE was back on their you-know-what and fired a lot more people. And this list is probably the most confusing because you have a mix of COVID vaccination status, how they were viewed. And I've got some of the stories on what people's uh, statuses were when and what was going on behind the scenes. So I'm gonna go through this list. Guys, please don't say anything until then. And we'll just do a blanket statement at the end so, *Caring Cross* and *Scarlet* weren't over by creative after three revisions. The remaining members of the *Lucha House Party*, *Grand Metal- Metalik and *Lince Dorado*, not being over with creative and Hispanic stereotype, *Harry Smith*, aka *Davey Boy Smith*, *David Hart Smith*, was just brought back to sit on the sidelines and do nothing, not even work with his cousins. And Natty and TJ. Keith Lee and Mia Yim, neither were over through creative. Keith Lee had like five revisions and Mia Yim, basically all her main roster accolade was balled up in retribution and she couldn't get over the final hurdle in NXT. Also, and this is the most messed up thing, WWE didn't pay for Keith Lee's medical bills while he was recovering from a heart inflammation. Eva Marie, she's off filming a movie, but bye-bye. Nia Jax was on a mental health leave, and WWE's like, yeah, you're gone. B-Fab of Hit Row just signed a main roster deal two weeks before this happened. But good news is, she, as of this week, she is on Twitch at the v-i-b-e-b-r-i oh, so follow that and then all those they're in a non-compete till February 2nd 2022 then NX for 2.0 Frankie freaking Monet. Taya Valkyrie essentially did not get over in 2.0 which I don't know why oh yeah Robert Stonebrand granted she's probably could lap circles around them and could have been on the main roster with her husband Johnny Mundo aka John Morrison but age is a factor in WWE sorry especially when it comes to the women's division Ember Moon first dual champion in NXT women's division history second obviously was Raquel but Ember's still the first one to do it and they let her go because they basically had stop start pushes and she got a knee and an Achilles injury that took her out for a while. Jessie Kamea, other than being Swerve's girlfriend, she was also a victim of the Sarp Sight pushes and a member of the Robert Stone brand. Katrina Cortez got viewed as an NXT enhancement talent. And then, oh yeah, her visa expires in 30 days. So her visa, expires December 4th and I mean she has until then December 4th to leave sell everything and get a international plane ticket and possibly a passport back to Cuba going into the holidays you know how expensive that is moving on Jeet Rama had some okay matches in 2.0 but yeah, um, nothing really showed other than that. Former NXT champ, tag team champion, Oni Lorkin, who was just in a ma- legit in War Games last year with Pete Dunne, Ridge Holland, and Pat McAfee against UE, which is RIP. But yeah. Then you have Trey Baxter, a.k.a. F a.k.a. Blake Christian, who now 2.0 debuted in the breakout tournament, and they just up and released him, but he's going back to uh, GCW in a month and already booked for a couple shows there, so that'll be fun, and then Zeta Ramir, for those that are reality wrestling fans under Booker T School, AQA, a former diamonds division champion through that and man all those expire. those non-competes are on december 4th i don't know what to say anymore because there's no not too many major north american wrestling companies out there with everything that's going on with ring of honor i think it's just AEW and impact which can we really trust impact with a sheet of paper what was said was via COVID vaccination status and budget cuts. However, let me say this. The 2021 WWE releases total number as of now, 71, the current Impact Wrestling roster, 57, current AEW roster, 116, Over the course of the the pandemic, WWE has released 134-plus people. That's just active rosters, not behind-the-scenes stuff. And of those 134, and we'll get to this in a little later, but 23 were on up, up, down, down as mainstays. Nuts? Go ahead, guys. And be civil, but yeah.
1: Okay, so... Let me just start off with Kerry Cross and start and scarlet. This is what Mid said. I'm going to quote what Foley said: "Don't change what it's not broken. You change uh, because there originally was a Triple H project, but when you get to the main roster with Vince, they obviously change you. But if the fan's not over you, that's not his fault. That's your fault. You change, uh, don't change something it can't be broken." Like you made him go to the main roster have with the Super Shredder and the straps from.
3: Did I do that?
1: Let's
0: not say where they
1: came from because we can't say that on here. Jesus. And then Luda House Party. Um, they was really granting for their releases, so I can understand them from their perspective. Um, Harry Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, David Hard Smith, he hasn't been relevant since the Hard Dynasty
0: really In wwe's mind but
1: yeah really
2: because yeah, yeah. i just had a good match with
1: oh my season. oh my god uh Keith lee uh, keef lee medium yeah you forgot the main you forgot the for this other stat he was also released because of a temper and anger issues i don't know how true that i don't know how true uh, Yeah, we're
0: not gonna talk on that one because i feel like yeah. that story may have just been him trying to be protective over his character yeah, As he said, like, there were a lot of things that he didn't agree with with the revisions down to exactly. the Bearcat name.
1: Exactly. And then Mia Yim, she was supposed to be in this year's Royal Rumble, but uh, she had to cancel and take care uh, of her man. And let me tell you something. if uh, All my fellas, if you ain't got a woman like that that will take care of you, she's not the one. She's not wifey material.
0: Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Keith what Lee was legit about to die.
1: Yeah, exactly. Eva Marie, goodbye. Don't want to see you again. That was a waste of money. Nia Jax, some people have mixed feelings. Um, some people wanted her gone. But listening to what she said about our mental health, you got to kind of understand the soft side about that. So there's definitely mixed feelings about Nia Jax. True. BFAP, I don't understand this at some point, certain times, but the other times kind of do understand I have two different sides, so uh, it's about b on that one.
0: My thing is, when it comes to BFAB, and I'm sorry about this, why would you show, like, legit, they had not had a gimmick or a um, faction like that since Sanity was in NXT. And, of course, they did the same thing they did with Sanity, bust that up as soon as they got to the main roster, and... We saw what happened to Sanity, and legit, they're about to do the same thing with Hit Row because it went from an interesting dynamic two got guy, three guys and a gal. So you had one going for this, a single title, two for the tag title, and then one for the women's title. Now it's just like, wait, what?
1: Jesus Christ! And now, Freaky Monet, Freak- I guess. I guess they're trying to go back to the um, to the uh, to the divas era with this, and when the age become a thing. So you're telling me,
0: forty. 40- uh, Mickey.
1: Yeah. So you're telling me forty six uh, is not hot to you, John Laurinaitis. People power. Is that what you're telling 38,
0: me, man? She's thirty eight. Yeah. And I will say this. John Legit, when it comes to Frankie, I'm gonna just say Taya because it makes it easier for me to even think about it. She could legit wrap circles around that entire 1.0 and 2.0 roster. Like I said, just pair her with her husband. And legit, I, did y'all happen to see Jordan Grace this week about this?
1: Yeah.
0: a uh, exit. Oh, my gosh. And Jordan didn't have to, like, say much. And, Oh, my goodness. Because it's legit. Why have somebody move across the country away from virtually everything and then be like, five, not even a year later, be like, yeah, you're gone.
1: Exactly. And then Emma Moon. We already knew she was going to last on the Vincent and uh, Bruce Willis Patrol because she was a Triple H project. Okay, let's be real. They tried At, to re-
0: and the fact uh she honestly was just gone a long time for injuries. And then they just put her on the sideline. So she really couldn't get off the ground.
2: I have her move. Uh, sucks, man. Cause she, she's such a talent. Uh, she's really-
0: um, We'll get to who I – I don't want to get into who AEW should take. I know Tony Khan said he wants to take it, but yeah. Uh, continue
2: real quick yeah to go back to Terry uh, Cross. um i think man it's just one of those one of those wrestling stories where it's like he probably never can recover fully from this like they they kind of dinged him in a way where hard the name hardy is always going to follow him um you're right true Gove. if it's not broke don't fix it you know don't try to fix it Um, What made him a star was his woman, I think. And I think it's just some acts that some gimmicks just work that well, where individually they're okay, but together they're dynamite. And I think that's really true because Karrion Cross, no disrespect to him, he's kind of an average looking dude. He's kind of, to me, an average promo. Um, But when you put, uh, I name Scarlett, right? Yeah. You put her next to him boy, does it elevate him like, you know, 100%. And I think it just works and Triple H saw that. So, but I think WWE right now, they're just looking for people who can sell toys. So I think the whole gimmick they put him on was just so he can have a He-Man toy or, or gimmick like that or whatever the hell that Roman gimmick was. But um, it just didn't work. and They knew it didn't work and it kind of ruined his whatever you push. So to, to build him up as such a dominating star on NXT, just to have him come over to the, to the main roster and just have him lose his first match to Hardy. In and know He build. would come back and win the next week, but then Hardy got COVID, so they couldn't get that win back. And then when it finally happened, the damage was already done. Um, and then with Keith Lee, um, I mean, what else did they want from the guy? They took away, it, the main roster takes away everything that makes you special and tell you to start completely over with a fan base who's already invested in what was already created. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost it like NXT lays the concrete and it's a good path, and then the main roster just chisels everything up and say, hey, you got to do this all over. Like, why? We just laid the foundation for it. We don't need to do it all over But I think it's just Vince needs to be in control of the gimmick or whatever it is. But for everyone who was released, there is a couple on that that list that shouldn't have been released because they were just getting started um, and trying to work with that main roster, I believe. And then they hear reports about Keith Lee having attitude issues. That's just tacky on their end. Don't fire the guy and then throw dirt on his name knowing he can't really speak about anything for 90 days. You know, that's just bad business, I believe. And it's really just kind of throwing dirt all over your talent, who you were dependent on for a second, and who did bring money. I mean, This guy was a double champion, this team, So how can you just throw dirt on his name like that when he already proved that he can be a top guy? Um, but there's a lot, a lot of people on this list I just don't agree with. But I think WWE is trying to, you know, make their company look more profitable so they can sell it um man i wish vince would just just pack it up bro just pack it up i know oh, gonna, he's gonna work that job until the day he dies. he's probably gonna uh the moment he decides to retire the moment his heart stops. working. so uh we'll see what happens with that but they the, call it budget cuts on the same day you announce you know record-breaking profits it's oh my gosh tacky is wrong and can you imagine if your employer did that if everyone's listening if your boss called you and said hey we gotta let you go and then you you're still on the employee email thread and then you get the email the internal email saying guys we just had the best year ever you know it's like man it's such a slap in the face to these guys for real
0: and a lot of the public reason they want to give was budget cuts but exactly. i'm giving the backstory and the reality like yeah, a lot of this was not budget cuts. And to think about this, when it comes to NXT 2.0, they can now not talk about six to nine NXT champions they can't talk about because they're, they fired them yeah. in the, over the course of the pandemic. From the- Bo Dallas, who was the third, to Karrion Cross, who was literally NXT champion back in August. And they yes. botched that, as you said, you were talking about how Jeff Hardy was the one to beat him when he got, made that main roster debut. He was in a feud with Joe and proceed as a, wanted to get, proceed as a undefeated monster and then got humanized by Jeff Hardy. Killed the gimmick right there. All for I'm one wondering. bit that you could have waited a month to do if you were gonna do it. I'm not justifying it whatsoever.
2: That's kind of what I about.
0: That essentially was the bridge almost from 1.0 to 2.0, which unfortunately we have not seen Joe since September 12th.
2: That is the crappy thing to me about NXT 2.0 is that like, I feel like they're just ignoring the history that NXT made. Um, Um, And it's just, it sucks that um, they're trying to change so much of something that worked. And I just don't understand the the thought process um, behind it. Because if if it was just because NXT couldn't defeat AEW on the Wednesday night um, thing. And I think, and I don't know if anyone else agrees with me, the moment NXT went to USA, the whole style of the show changed. The whole uh, the, of
0: the, the NXT we fell in love with died when they tried to compete with AEW. I
2: think
0: when it went to USA because it went to well, USA. That's,
2: that's that's the whole reason why they went to USA was to compete. Oh yeah, with, uh, AEW. So my whole thing is you know I, and I believe NXT was on air on USA before AEW, so they had a chance to get the audience built into that Wednesday night. Um, but they changed everything that made NXT feel like NXT. NXT. I say during like 2016-2018 time frame was really the the stop the stopping ground the stumping ground for all the indie people like the best indie people in the country were in NXT. I mean Bobby Roode was champion at one point in time, you know what I'm saying? So um, Oh my gosh. You, you know what happened the dirty dogs. Ricochet was the North American champion at one point in time, you know, and now when you look at Bobby Roode, Ricochet now it's like, dude, you are wasting talent. And it's because I don't think Vince, Vince just doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have it in him to run. I think his mind is so focused on the future and bigger and better things that he is just, he he's forgotten that, man, you are just a wrestling promoter. That's all you really are, Vince. You're a wrestling promoter. You're a booker. Book your show correctly. And let's create some great matchups. But no, he's too interested in fire, like throwing away all the toys that he bought up when he was afraid that AEW there.
0: So we are essentially... I know people want to say, oh, it's the age when it comes to women. Women's wrestling. Mandy Rose is 31. And yeah, like getting that young guy demographic, I'm like, really? Mandy was is 31 i'm gonna go back to the list of nxc women's champions real quick that i had up and it makes no sense like i said frankie was 38 and possibly the best athlete they had you could argue for ember moon ember and eo but eo does get pretty like yeah eo's 31 like yeah and a lot of them are hitting their prime and not botchy but then they're not getting used like legit come on now and yeah people like Sasha are still in their 20s but it's like you have to rely on people other than the horsewomen and women's wrestling to bail you out when it comes to WWE do y'all want to still get upset with these um, confusion with WWE or want to get to a little something happier.
1: Well, before we move on, let me just say it's like, the more WWE gets weaker with these releases, the more stronger or better these other companies will get. And um, and I'm um, here.
0: Support your local indie. It's yeah. Because it's to the point where I you can't even say that right now because Impact's wishy-washy and then ROH is quite possibly MIA. That so, depends
1: who picks up rna are they who picks up?
0: We'll see what happens with Ring Honor in twenty twenty two. But who? Yeah, there's gonna be a lot and a lot of trust issues, especially since they, like, Maria Canella, is literally just rebranded the women's division before they did this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before but
0: trying to supply and make sure everybody was still getting fed over the course of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, that's what put them in this predicament. So, yeah, I'm not as upset with ROH. It's just a crappy situation. But when it comes to the WWE situation, I'm just like, well, so do you want to move to 268? Or since we're here, let's just uh, bring on the other thing that was so stupid to where WWE has officially killed a big four pay per view. So I'm gonna leave that to y'all.
1: Yeah. So as you guys are, uh, did um, you know, which did one that? did you
0: want to touch on? So I know.
1: Yeah. Let's um, get let's get rid of the, um this Survivor season out of the way because um uh, I feel like two seasons will be a more happier place than we is. Okay. Right.
0: So let me just uh, hit this touch on this. So yeah, as I put in my notes, it's officially trash because the teams. And the matches, all the matches for the pay-per-view were essentially announced via Twitter.
1: But and only one match has been a qualifying or replacement match
0: on Raw. Um, yeah. Let me get to that. Let me get to that. So how they set up all the five-on-five matches. Because they want to do the brand versus brand and not build a story around it for the men's match how they originally had set it up three out of the four men men's guys that were drafted actually now i look at it legit the entire team originally for the men's and three yes four out of five of the women on raw were all on smackdown less than a month ago How can you tell me anybody's going to have Brown loyalty for that? And then on the SmackDown side, you had three that were, oh yeah, three of them that basically just got drafted over. And same with the women. You had one that got out of catering and three that got drafted over. Yeah, it makes no sense to this situation. So I'm gonna say the lineups and I'm gonna say the original lineups. So don't cut me off as I'm gonna build this. For the women's, for raw women's team, Bianca, Rhea, Liv, Carmella, and Zelina versus Sasha, Shayna, Shotzi, Natalia, and Aaliyah. Only Sasha, yeah, and that's it. Were actually like used on that, on, some, on their brand before this match. Sasha and Rio, excuse me. I totally spaced that. Sasha and Rio. Everybody else was either in catering or just got traded. For the men's match, for Raw, you have Seth, Finn, KO, Ray, and Dominic. Don't say anything yet for smackdown you have drew jeff king woods sammy and corbin that match you legit only have sammy and corbin that did not get drafted to the other brand and then to the point where wwe realized oh we screwed up we screwed up and had to book these segments on raw to admit we're idiots and get the belt out on Dominic Mysterio and have Dewdrop drop even further down the card somebody who had been getting constant rematches. And when I'm talking about the belt for Dominic, I'm talking about Dominic had to go on one-on-one for a last chance qualifier against Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio was not winning that match. So... Yeah, the Raw team officially now at least has one person that was on Raw throughout 2021. Still stupid.
2: But well, real quick about the uh, Survivor Series thing, one yeah. of the issues that I have with them is that they don't understand that they have built up a universe and it's going to the universe. And within that universe, there are certain rules, but they decide to break the rules. Like, what happens to the qualifying matches? What happened to this big lead in Survivor Series? What happened to, like, let's say stakes? There's no stakes involved. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to oh, be yeah. a five on five match uh, with the elimination rules, but um, they're going to build up the lone survivor gimmick that they always do. But I mean, really, there, is, is there anything happening that makes the Survivor Series special in any kind of way? even if you did
0: something similar to what they did 2 years ago when it was Shane on Smackdown Stephanie on Raw they were at each other's throats and you could tell by Stephanie's demeanor demeanor if Raw lost which i believe that year they got beat oh you knew Stephanie McMahon was going to go bat you know what crazy and it is nuts that impact wrestling would say, I mean, not impact, but WWE is crazy wanting to argue that, uh, yeah, Survivor Series doesn't matter. Stephanie wanted to legit fight somebody over losing a five on five match and being perceived weaker than her brother.
2: Yeah, a weaker awesome. general
0: manager than her brother.
2: The last couple of Survivor Series, like a couple of them, was like squash matches almost. What was that one year old? Like?
0: Last year was apparently the one where the one brand went 5 0.
2: Yeah, like it's just like squash matches in Survivor Series. There's no, like, there's no kind of like uh, tension building in the matches. I mean, it's just like, I don't know, man. I anyway, don't There's nothing building me up. Nothing. I don't watch JWE now. But, like, from looking at the highlights and the reviews and all of that, there's nothing about survivor series that would make me want to go to Detective Cow.
0: Yeah. It's just dumb at this point, man. Could you, if we could even see that? And here's the thing like, and I'm going to say this regarding the Raw Women's Division. When they did the whole bit where the Raw Women's Division, all in one segment, which do not get me started on why they clumped them all in one segment again. And half of them that were in that room were legit upset. Like, hey, why am I not on the Survivor Series scene when I'm, one, I've been on Raw, and two, like, I've actually, I've been on Raw and not been receiving an opportunity. Dana Brooke, it's a wash. But Dewdrop legit has a better win-loss record than Liv, Carmella, and Zelina. I do not care if she's queen or whatever. Dewdrop has a better win-loss record than all three of them, and she didn't get considered. Nikki A.S.H. won both the belts this year and is Rhea's tag team championship champion partner and she didn't get considered to be real i definitely would have dropped carmelo for sure she would have been great. i dropped number one and then i probably would have dropped Liv and just went for the program with becky zelina i understand just because she got the crown out of just not even nepotism it's just please stay don't say nothing please stay please don't say nothing just a bribe at this point oh we'll get to the other bride later but oh it's annoying yeah i have nothing else to go off on on that but i do have something to positive to say regarding ufc 268 (laughs) one of the longest ufc cards that we have seen in a while Marlon main card alone only fight to go to not go to the judges was Marlon Vera's TKO. I mean, knockout of Frankie Edgar, which was nasty because Thug Rose in 25 minutes, Kamal Usman in 25 minutes, both retain their titles. Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje went to a 15 minute war. That was just a title eliminator. Oh, baby Justin Gaethje versus the winner next month between Oliveira, Charles Oliveira or Dustin Poirier. Out of those three, who do you guys see walking out in 2022 as UFC lightweight champion? Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier or Justin Gaethje?
1: Mm. I would have to say Charles. I would have to say him.
0: Charles will be yeah, both of them okay. Yeah, uh, Lila because he's got Dustin next month. Yeah, I, no, he's got him in January. My bad, because uh, hey, yeah, I
2: yeah, I agree with.
0: You. Oh, Charles, all right, mm-hmm. all, yeah, Olivero knocking both of them okay. Heard yeah, and yeah,
1: yeah, and like I mentioned before, uh, I was only able to catch the um, uh, the, the, the whole main event. um but the other fights, is that the watch the highlights of, of it. And let me just say uh, the main event was definitely uh, better than the main event of uh, Camelo and Plants fight, to, to be honest. Uh,
0: was- yeah, because I'll put it like this. Once you get to a certain point in boxing, you can tell because they start hugging. There is really no hugging unless somebody's going for a takedown in the UFC. So, yeah.
1: But – um. I definitely agree with Chandler and um, with Jimmy being the fight of the night.
0: Gaethje and Mm -hmm. Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is definitely, and we'll be touching on, I don't know how many of these fights that we're going to touch on, but one of these for sure will be up in both our top tens that we touch on over after Thanksgiving. So we'll get into that and it'll be more on our social media coming up in the next few days, week or so.
1: Yeah. But, but as long as my boy who's been retained, I'm good. Oh
0: my gosh. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Don't be one of those Connor fans that only watch it because of one dude. But um, yeah, we got a lot of coverage coming out of power struggle going into I'll say power struggle for later, but we, after the break, but before we get to the break, we got some, the list of who's in this year's best of super juniors 28, which will start this Saturday and the world tag league for new Japan, which will start this Sunday. So two round robin tournaments, the winners will get title opportunities at Wrestle Kingdom as I mentioned is essentially the Russell Mania of New Japan. So, with that being said, the list for the best Super Juniors, it is the your 2020 winner, Hiromu Takahashi, your current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, El Desperado, El Fantasmo, Ryusuke Taguchi, Robbie the former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Robbie Eagles, Taiji Ishimori, Yo, Sho, Master Wado, Kanamaru Suzuki Gun, Doki Suzuki Gun, and Bushi of LIJ. Any thoughts on who could easily take the uh, best of Super Juniors with all this ending in December?
1: Um either someone from bullet club or from or sugi gun
0: suzuki gun or yeah. really yeah oh man so i can tell you don't watch it because you're just gonna go bullet club i'm thinking either we get the rematch between desperado and robbie and then the junior heavyweight tag just doesn't get defended or We get Desperado and Hiromu. Leland?
2: I don't even know much in Japan too often.
0: So, I don't know. All right. (laughs) And (laughs) then uh, we'll get to even more because later, but we also had the World Tag League with those competitors being... So that was for the junior heavyweight title shot. This is for the heavyweight tag team, uh, heavyweight tag team title shot being the 2020 competitors being the 2020 winners of the Gorillas of Destiny in Bullet Club. You've got the current IWGP World Tag Team Champions who have been basically dominant all year in zip. Zack Sabre Jr. and tai Chi uh, Dangerous Techers of uh, Suzuki-Gun. Great pa- Bashiel, Homa and Makabe. Then you got Tenzan and Kojima of Tenkuzi. You've got Goto and Yoshihashi of Chaos. And you've got two-thirds of the Never Openweight Tag Champions and Evil and Yudro Takahashi. You've got Bullet Club's Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens. You've got Naito and Sonata of LIJ. You got Tanahashi and yeah, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toriyano. You've got United Empire's Gretel Khan and Aaron Hanare. Then you've got Yuji you got Yuji, Yuji Nagata and Tiger Mask. And then you've got Suzuki Guns, Taka Tacha, Taka Michinoku and Minoro Suzuki. Strico, go ahead.
1: This is a tough. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's go to the next one.
0: All right. Well, World Tag League, I, my personal opinion, I am going either Suzuki gun versus LIJ or Suzuki with uh, Naito and Sonata, depending on Naito's knee, which is a bold statement. Or we're getting the rematch of something we've seen a bunch of times already, as it's going to be a pair of angry Tongans versus ZSJ and Taichi. So it's either gorillas or LIJ, so enough said. And enough said like that, but we'll see y'all in five.
1: Uber Eats is known for having hot food online, but launching in April, groceries will be added within the app. By adding grocery and convenience stores, they can reach more people who don't want to go out or don't have time to shop. Uber Eats helps out the stores by giving them more visibility and a solid customer base. You can download the Uber Eats app, enter your address, and you will see numerous grocery stores and chains. For an added bonus, several stores have free delivery and discount codes on special items. Let's
3: go shop!
0: And just like that, we're back and... Man, I know I've confused you guys a little bit, but a lot has been going on. And how's it going for y'all, Truco and Leland?
1: Uh a lot of things happening, but uh this weekend's gonna be very exciting. To
0: a point. To a point. Yeah. We'll oh yeah, we'll we still had a little bit to cover from last weekend, but it kind of bleeds into my predictions at the end of this episode when we go into next weekend so let's touch on Dion- let's touch on power struggle because it's gonna these highlights are gonna bleed into what i touch on touch on a little bit later but at power struggle a new u.s in kenta a new never open weight six man in evil show And Yudro Takahashi. And as we've already talked about, the new junior heavyweight champion in El Desperado. We're obviously going to get a Yo versus Show match at some point outside of the best super juniors, as he showed up as the light to Show's darkness. Don't ask. And obviously, with the last two matches of the night, and one of the matches we're going to be touching on at, for when we get the Battle of the Valley in a second, the Wrestlemania, Wrestle Kingdom main event still stayed intact with Kazushko Kata beating Tama Tonga and Shingo outlasting Zack Sabre Jr. to retain the rights and solidify that main event. So shall we get the Battle of the Valley, fellas? Let's get it. All right. So we got yuya Yanoya yeah, you know, yeah versus Josh Alexander. That is an impact partnership and Josh is quite possibly their number one babyface. So I don't see Josh losing. Violence Unlimited, Chris Dickerson and Brody King versus Stray Dog Army, Bateman and Mysterio- Mysterioso. I don't know the backstory too much, but I do know I am going to go with Brody King just because with everything going on in New Japan. you I mean, ROH, you got to train. Sweet Talk, everything. Then you've got Fred Rosser, David Finley, Rocky, Alex Coughlin, and Alex Zane versus Team Filthy is Tom Waller, JR, Jr. Kratos, Danny Limelight, Jordan, Nelson, and Royce Isaacs. I am going against Team Filthy just because... Tom Lawler's contract is coming up very soon, so it could be something crazy. And then you've got Clark Connors versus Carl Fredericks versus Jeff Cobb and TJP. TJ, TJP just joined United Empire. Why not have him go over, especially since Renda has got Will Ospreay. And with the build that I see in the final two of the final three matches, I am going for United Empire again with will osprey winning that and then you got juice robinson versus the current impact world heavyweight champion i am going for moose kazushka okada versus buddy matthews and okada could be making a stop on a wednesday night whoo that one's tough but i gotta go okada because he's the number one contender for the world title and in a last-chance-never-open-weight title match, i.e. if Jay White retains, Tomohiro Ishii can never, chal- never challenge for the title that he made relevant. And he has not held it in over two years. I am going with Tomohiro Ishii to get that feel-good moment, but I would not put him past the Bullet Club Shocker. And, yeah. Nuts, Right
1: yep definitely
0: all right so
2: usually this would be the
0: time where i would honestly say one more prompt preview but preview of a show before we get into the fgc topics but i know one of these topics are so negative and it kind of compounds within the negativity that i do want to end with the full gear predictions to perk everybody's spirits but this week and next week's releases are within the FGC and combat sports community slash esports yada yada would be obviously the g4 reboot you got forza horizon 5 football manager the gta trilogy and game and watch legend and legend of zelda not too bad but then we also unfortunately had to talk about with all these releases that I touched on earlier and I said that 23 were up, up, down, down mainstays. WWE has basically made up, up, down, down all every last one of the hosting gigs that he has done and his dream job of G4 TV a part of not Xavier Woods is another air pay to promote and build their brand. He has made it. They have made it a part of his downside guarantee. So, oh, you think like a downside guarantee. So that's guaranteed money that he's getting. I'm like, bruh, he's basically furthered your brand to the point where that is more anticipated. A lot of the times. When it comes to these big four weekends, more than the pay-per-view itself. So you gotta compensate the man for that in everybody's eyes. And for those that haven't noticed or realized that are up up down down fans, if you just look at you youtube dot com slash up up down down, unfortunately, because of that. You could talk about, oh, they posted a few reels, posted a few stories over the last couple of weeks. They have not posted a video, an actual full leaf posted video since. Yeah, that's because
1: you released a lot of people that was on, up, down, down, like what can you expect?
0: Jesus The God. date was October 15th. This week, next Tuesday is November 15th. There has been a holdout from up up down down until you pay the man like his just do like pay and reimburse reimburse the man for everything he's put in there and do i think like his dream of being king of the ring it's kind of like oh we can make him king to calm him down so he won't rant at us about this again or people will just be happy that he's king i'm like bruh you do all that they will try and work a deal like, all these companies and brand deals that he's gotten for the company. Oh, boy. What do it? And legit, I'm looking at some of what's going on. I'm just looking at the comments from the last video, which is the Tekken and Night. And these are the most recent ones. Up, up, down, down needs to be boycotted. Everybody unsub. Boycott this channel until Woods gets paid, good for standing up for yourself. You deserve better and for all the work you put in this channel. Get your money, Creed. Hey, Xavier Woods. This is just like, granted WWE owns the trademark of up, up, down, down. However, if somebody is willing to go in above and beyond their pay grade, which up, up, down, down, is above and beyond the pay grade
2: well they all the these hosting so, gigs
0: are above and beyond Woods's pay grade
2: they did the same thing with zach Ryder. remember when zach Ryder had that uh little channel that he had got and oh yeah had, his and youtube WWE thing and then he had to do his extra work to make it something but then they didn't pay him and they used the clips they fired him and still use the clips um but the thing is they fired him and used his house <laughs> which is messed up. Um. The thing is, at the same point of time, that, that channel got over two million subs. That is not an easy thing to do. They've got almost three. Yeah, that's not an easy thing to do, especially with their schedule. So the fact that Xavier Woods kind of carried this channel now that WWE has this new place where they can hit two million people, especially when they have video games coming out for the company, Um. I mean... You gotta pay the guy for that extra work you know and to be slimy about that but i think he is really we're talking about a company who's being who's run by like a 70 year old dude you think he knows about youtube analytics i'm pretty sure he gets you know little reports about it no he just knows
0: the money behind it he just
2: knows the money part of it and man like the fact that all these guys supposed to be independent contractors and not employees of w and that Woods kind of put in that time and effort to make that channel successful um, and also kind of connect with the younger audience who play video games and things like that they should be thanking this man a thousand times for just putting in that effort to build that community up um, and to not do that is ridiculous I mean I don't know if you guys have looked at uh, evil Uno's worked on AEW Games channel. Oh, yeah, um, but I mean, they have now competition in this space on YouTube, so you probably shouldn't rock the boat too much because, well, considering AEW
0: now has Chugs and Tung Po, which are aka FKA, or shall I say, aka Miro and Adam Cole,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they very well could get Athena, aka Fk Ember Moon, which, oh, that would just add depth to that women's division right there. Oh, yeah. And legit, the, the suites, who were at one time Corbin, Breeze, and Sean Spears, they also have access to two people that were mainly on Up Up Down Down, and that inspire all of us
1: <laughs> oh but my god, the, god. it the, just is showing
0: i that. mean spears is married to one of them so it was gonna happen
2: but also like if you look over at the people on the aew side there's a lot more younger wrestlers who all play video games i mean they just Kenny have... plays them yeah, and kenny's I mean... like almost 40 well, Kenny
1: is the head of the of the video game department.
0: Exactly. But like so, I said, Kenny is almost 40 and he's still
2: True, but he, he you know he does it on a competition level and things like that. So you may not see him on the Evil Uno AEW games channel in his hotel room playing, you know, games. Oh yeah, he but won't. The thing I'm saying is like there's other people in this space now. So it wasn't like it was just, you know, when Woods started the channel where it was just him kind of out there kind of bridging the gap between video game culture and wrestling culture. Now there's other channels dedicated to that bridge thanks to Woods. So he was a pioneer kind of in that space to do it on that kind of level with that kind of recognition, that kind of name. And like I said, WWE should be grateful to him and then work it out because, um, you know, it's just the right thing to kind of do. But I'm not saying WWE, you know, got to do anything if the contract says he's got to do it. But good on Woods stand up to the company that he loves um, and say, hey, uh, no, I'm not doing it. You know, it's fun. being kind of observer of WWE, you always hear about this one, guys, to grab the brass ring. But then we always hear about these stories about people who go and grab it and get punished for it. So I don't know what games, like, they got over there with their talent. Um, but it's so interesting to see someone kind of put themselves out there to try to make something interesting for the company then just screwed over. And, you know, Woods is very loyal. To and here's the thing. Even the New Day
0: podcast, and this might be something that they – also, did with it, they have not published a new episode of the New Day podcast since September 27th. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So imagine this the New Day podcast was simply Dan Reichert, Kofi, Woods, and E. That's it. And that right now, if you take out the best of episodes, they still have almost 100. And that's been going on for good grief, like two years. Up, up, down, down, in the six years it's been going on, over, oh my gosh, like almost 3,000 videos and almost 100 podcasts. And you can't find enough money to compensate the man for his extra time to further your brand. Because you take out Woods, you get rid of the connection with... Forget that whole SGS series that you're wanting to do. Like, that was all because of Woods. Like, legit, I'm sorry. A lot of stuff that you've been doing is because within pop culture has been through Woods. And it the good stuff, not the uh, cheesy stuff that could easily happen. It's and, just...
1: It's just to show how greedy and pathetic uh, WWE is right now. It's all, that's all that is. Nuff said.
0: Yeah. And it's supposedly 7 p.m. And this go around. And I'm going to say this. Like, Joe's supposed to be there. New Day's supposed to be there. If you lose Woods in the New Day, you lose the connection with Mari Takahashi who Mari Takenashi and Smosh, who directly is over a lot of influence within the gaming community. Heck, Mari owns her own eSports team, as we've covered on this. Bram Bear, who is a major influence in the gaming community at large. The Completionist, who legit on top of that is... The Completionist is on top of that with G4. And then, yeah, T-Pain, which that's all Woods and E. Because they were doing stuff with Wale. So I am sorry. You just have... So crazy. And, and it's funny. Like, I'm looking at the comments of this whole superstar ga- WWE Superstar Gaming Series which is kind of a slap in Woods' face. He's not even in a thumbnail, but it's Woods and Golden Boy hosting. It's like, oh, yeah. Where's the w- up, up, down, down content? WWE, we have up, up, down, down content at home. Unveiled Superstar Gaming Series. I'm like, bruh. That
2: sounds like Superstar Gaming Series.
0: That sounds... SGS sounds so stupid. Hey.
2: This is why: you I when we got a 78- year-old making all the decisions for all this, this, this new tech, like for uh, stuff that you know teenagers and millennials liked. This is why
0: I didn't want to end on this topic. You see how deflated we are right now? Just well, talking got about
2: it. more to talk about right?
0: Oh, yeah, we do. And it's a little bit of something to end the show with something happy.' I'm talking about this Saturday and
2: AW's full gear. Finally. <laughs> Something I liked. My boy. <laughs> Shut up, Leland. I get on <laughs> these podcasts just to wait for you guys to bring a baby. <laughs> hey, it was
0: like either end, and I told y'all, it was either end with the garbage that was WWE releases and shortchanging people, or end with full gear today. Yeah, full gear. Full gear. <laughs> yep. So right. it, and,
2: was worth, and, it was worth the wait. And I plus I learned a lot about what's happening in Japan.
0: Okay. And so, uh, so, but, yeah, uh, that was like what was going on this week.
1: But um, as far as, as predictions, uh, should we um, say our predictions or uh, should everyone go to our Facebook page and, uh, and see? Uh, our-
0: we're going to give backstory on these 10 matches and go through our predictions real quick. But so- They'll also be up on facebook.com backslash official RTC pod. And if you're looking at them on Friday, listen to this on Friday, they should be up in those IG stories. But with that being said, the buy-in is a double half of the second round of the AWTBS Women's Championship Tournament with Nyla, rose and jamie hater versus thunder rosa and hikaru shida who do y'all have on the buy-in or does it even matter
1: thunder rosa and carter shida
0: i'm going rosa and shida just because in this one but i do think nyla's gonna get her win back and i am unsure about jamie Re- actually i feel like J- scratch that jamie's gonna get her win back in the tbs tournament I don't know about Nyla. Reason, because I feel like the title Thunder's taking is off Brit. off that Pittsburgh waist, come Revolution.
2: So yeah, I, I think Britt is going to have a little bit more. I think they're building a more for the TV, uh, TBS um, championship for women. So I think Brit is going to be safe until whoever's crowned there.
0: Like I said, Britt's holding on to that title until Revolution, which... I guess we can talk about the since we are touching on it now. Who you got for the uh buy-in Leland?
2: Who was the buying again? Naila Nail. and
0: Jamie versus Thunder and Sheeta. Oh, yeah, Thunder and Sheeta. Okay, okay. Since we're talking about it now, AW Women's World Championship, Britt defending against Tay Conti. I think we're all in agreement, Britt. Yeah, Britt.
1: Yeah, Britt. As much as I love uh, Ty Conti because he's uh, Brazil, but, but Britt's not losing that championship. I'm oh, sorry. Heck yeah. And,
2: and Conti's not ready for that kind of um, responsibility. responsibility. Oh, heck no. She she kind of got
0: involved yeah. with Mac, Max Caster's roast, too.
1: But if Ty yeah. Conti can put up a, a great match with Britt, then she would definitely be in talks of a, a future gets, CS uh, champion. Yeah, if she oh, put yeah. up
2: she, but she still has a lot to gain from this match. You oh know? heck so yeah! Even if she, you know, doesn't win it, she still has crap Just
1: alone. just like when Chris Sandler put up a great match with Brig at All Out. Yeah, if it, it, it Brick if Tai can do the same thing, she's good. But but she's not winning title though.
0: Oh uh-huh. yeah. And right. also, I just received some breaking news via a just a, a wrestling Discord that I'm in that. Lady Frost of the NWA has officially signed with Impact Wrestling. So their number just went up from what I say fifty seven to fifty eight earlier. And that's just big for that knockouts division again. More yeah. depth in it.
2: Yeah, I'm like I'm speaking of Impact in their knockout division, a uh, lady who came over from that from that division into AEW, who I hope to see more of in twenty twenty two. Kira here at home Yeah we'll see I, I, I would love to see more of her because she's already ready like just like to me she's already ready to kind of be up there with um thunder rosa and Britt baker and, and kind of the mix but i know there's a pecking the order here and she's new but ruby soho got in she's right up there so
0: i um, think ruby got in because they wanted the um notoriety, the name value yeah, yeah. here's I mean, not that big a name
2: but speaking of people, well, I mean, I know it's no relation, but you can play with that name Hogan. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh no, no, <laughs> I think you can. We're gonna man. move on. I, don't know. I think you Probably can. Don't Let's not
0: involved with the company. We're moving on.
2: You're gonna you be big one day, baby. I see it.
0: No, we are not gonna toy with that whatsoever.
2: Oh, you're not a Hogan fan?
0: But the name we are going to discuss is Rhodes, the family that we're going to discuss. Because Cody Rhodes is teaming with pa- a little bastard, Pac, to fight Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. It's Why? The one match I wish they would have released Zelina, just kept Zelina out of WWE so she could be involved with this match. Because imagine this. You've got Brandy running around, running her mouth, as usual, with Cody and Pac. You have Via Trinidad pop up mm-hmm. with Andrade alongside her husband.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Those two guys are working together now, and that one connection that they have is someone that she's a WWE now. Oh yeah,
1: this is this is simply a the enemy of the enemy is my friend. Oh heck it.
0: yeah, because yeah, Cody it. was Pac was no Cody was getting jumped, and of course Andrade's money which Andrade's money is that's not the only story that match that has Andrade's money tied to it. We'll get to the other one in a second,
2: but. Also real quick, the best work Cody's doing right now is Fagel 2. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw those matches, but that's the best work Cody's been doing is in a damn Fagel 2 bass.
1: Oh my god. I uh, saw
2: the tech.
0: Uh, moving on.
1: Wait, wait. There's one note that this is Malachi and Andrade's pay per view debut for, his, for Full Gear.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. I know it was Malachi's, but I- Andrade didn't because Pac got it. A- yeah, that's why the. Yeah, because st-
2: yeah,
0: yeah, right. Andrade was supposed to be at- on an yeah. all out, but then.
1: Travel issue with tribal Pac.
0: Issue.
1: Yeah, travel issue. So. This is, so this is Malachi and Andrade's AEW pay per view uh, debut for this Saturday.
0: Oh yeah, they yeah I'm going pack I mean
2: what are you Andrade guys?
0: and Malachi.
2: I know the uh, original plan was to bring Flair in to kind of be. Andrade's oh no, manager, you can't do that now. But because of the dark side of the ring, do you think enough time has went by where the heat has went down on Flair? Um, where they can bring them out in 2022, sometime to be uh to
1: Give it, give it, a, give it a few more time. Give it, give it more time. Give it a few more.
0: I, give it a year or two, and yeah. he has to two. be. I mean, I he's in three the Tessa more Blanchard. Months. He's in the early 2020 Tessa Blanchard stage right now, where he can still like try and repair, but he has to be empathetic. And right now he has not been whatsoever empathetic on anything.
2: Yeah, he, he has. Yeah, he, uh, he had put a post out when that episode came out saying, "Hey guys, I'm, I'm still, you know, apologizing for how I was and the man I used to be. but That's not the man I am today." And you know, you and know, then, you then know. he put it
0: like everything I said about it was said in ESPN.
2: I mean, don't get me wrong, Flair is that character who's always been Flair. Uh, you know. I can't, what was Rick Flair's real name? I think it was like Leslie or something. But he has been Rick Flair longer than himself. You know what I mean? Um, but I would like to see Flair come over in them, and I hope they keep that plan and uh, um, give him some time for that heat to go off. But it would be nice to see Flair.
0: By that time, though, you think the ship will sail from Andrade?
2: No, I think Andrade is a big player in AEW. I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one day TNT champ or AEW champion.
0: And our next match is the match where I think the repercussions of power struggle will impact this match. And it really got set up and the whole feud is based off of one promo and the other of just Will you shut up? Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. This Which year. turned into a most
2: anticipated match
0: for... this
2: uh, Discar- Second yeah. most. In one yeah. promo. It became one promo. Style, man. One promo segment.
0: I
1: mean, this goes
2: all the way back. Actually, the- I'd say a combo easy. of three. A
0: combo of three. I this will say all the, way back. the other two in a second.
2: Yeah, they had that little thing backstage in Rampage and then Punk did a promo without Eddie Kingston and then Eddie Kingston That's not out. the one. The
0: solo one Punk did was not the one I'm referring to.
2: Well, yeah, I'm talking about all the promos just including talking about this match. And it was just really Punk and then the Punk backstage getting interrupted and then Punk doing a promo when Kingston wasn't there. And then the next week, Punk during the promo, Kingston came out. And then last night, they did that little thing backstage.
0: Yeah. The The one I am talking about is flipping CM Punk got called out by, of all people, Kenta.
3: Hmm.
0: Kenta, so the second Kenta beat Hiroshi Tanahashi, at Power Struggle for the IWGP United States Championship, he, his first words backstage were, CM Punk, you're next. To the ascent, like, I want CM Punk. And obviously, since he is not competing in World Tag League, and he's too big to be a junior. And of course, since Jason, in the States, Bullet Club's, Dominated and coming back to Providence prominence in the States. We are going to say either, I don't want to say during, because AW's been pretty good outside of HFO garbage to do distraction finishes. So I do think after, though, we get something similar to what Mox and Minoru Suzuki set up for. Kenta and CM Punk, but I do say Kenta. I mean, Punk's winning the match with Eddie.
2: Yeah, Punk over on Eddie. I don't think Punk is going to lose um, for a little bit. It's, it's interesting to see who will lose first: uh, Danielson or Punk.
0: We'll get to Danielson in a minute. But the two two of the biggest pillars of AEW's MJF versus Darby Allen. It felt too indie, but. It is so good though.
2: Who yeah, do you I'm have? MJF on this one.
0: MJF. Harvey Allen. MJF needs a big uh, per You win because I don't think he's won a per You all year.
1: Uh. Wait a minute. Hold on.
0: Because he lost it double or nothing. Because that was the stadium stampede. He lost it all out. I think he lost it revolution. So he needs this as a pay-per-view win to even have a claim. Like, oh, I am, I've got the stuff up right now. Yeah, don't look like you he, he was not even on full gear. I mean, Revolution this year. No, nah, he lost. He lost it. Lost at Revolution.
1: Oh yeah, he hasn't won a pay-per-view this year. No.
0: Yeah, I can
1: I I can understand where you're coming from there.
0: Yeah. Let Let me look because. Yeah, he hasn't won a pay-per-view since full
2: gear last year. Now, it was weird last night they put Wartlow onto a squash match. Uh, maybe maybe this is the moment when, uh, you know, the the change will happen. Wartlow becomes a babyface. But I think if MJF win, it's going to be, of course, due to some kind of heel tactics.
1: But that's if, um, if MJ uh, wins, then he might, uh, I, I don't know, Where he's ranked at as far as the world title is situation, he's not. Yeah, but I don't know you, you
0: this weekend. Legit, it's Paige Miro, Danielson, Scorpio Sky, and Orange. One of the new members of Chaos, Orange Cassidy, and folks, you did hear me right. I did say Orange Cassidy is now a part of Chaos because there was a promo. To start this week's dynamite to go into and kind of set up with Battle in the Valley that Rocky pulled up to Statlander, Yuda, Wheeler Yuda, Orange Cassie, and Chuck Taylor, and said, Hey, I just got off the phone Okada, and he's down to he wants you guys in. So Yuda, of course, was so happy. Chuck got caught out for his pass because it was either him or Trent that was about to be the mole and was like, yeah, it's not about you, Chuck. And then Orange was like, I'm down but I don't know what's up. So, it's them. Them guys are all good. And I love it.
1: Yeah. As far as championship, if MJL does win this, have him go after the TNT championship, visit that rivalry with Sammy, uh, with Sammy Guevara. and then before, uh,
0: keep I'll, inner uh, circle and pinnacle away from each other because not enough times pass. And yeah, Jericho but, uh, even said it that feud lasted way too long and lasted about a year.
1: Yeah, but if you're talking about championships, um, regulations, uh, how it's going to move forward if MJ beats Darby Allen this Saturday? How I mean, he'll
0: forward. be nine and 10 and three if he wins Saturday which will put him pinning on 10 and three. So all depends on how they view Scorpio Sky after Saturday, which let's talk about Scorpio Sky's matchup, the Minneapolis street fight with the reunited inner circle versus Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky and Dan Lambert. Based yeah. off that bad looking triple table power bomb from the second row, I am going the inner circle.
1: Right. Inner circle winning. Because number one, Scorpio Scott need to get out of this tag team situation with Ethan Page. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Now men of the yeah. year is a good tag. They can be great here or something. Uh, I mean he
0: left SEU to form a tag team again. And he started like coming in his own shell when he did the whole like heel turn off Darby, but then just linked up with Ethan Page. I'm like, bruh, really? So you trade Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels for Ethan Page. Makes no sense.
2: I mean, but he was kind of floundering as a single skill, you know, so he wasn't really, you know, to give everything to Scorpio Sky, he's like such a talented wrestler. He's such a oh, yeah. talented um,
0: guy. The only, only African-American male champion in AEW
2: history. But at the same point of time, he also has this thing to me that just doesn't feel authentic uh, with Scorpio Sky sometimes, but it, it feels authentic when he's a babyface. His heel work never feels authentic. But he can do the job, you know what I'm saying? I think he's right. a much better babyface than him. Uh, even though his promos are intense and they get the job done, mm-hmm. and he's been doing good with Ethan Page. But I think when you put two guys like that together, still kind of sharp and and I think Ethan Page needed that kind of veteran kind of rub into AEW to make him relevant. Because Ethan Page, I think, is a star. Like right? from promo, from looks from abilities. Did you happen to
0: check out the North in Impact? Yes. That's where I'm like, oh yeah, this man didn't... Granted, he killed himself in kayfabe in Impact. <laughs> and that's how they wrote him off.
2: Yeah, even Paige. I'm a huge... He has movie star looks. This dude, like, he can be a top guy. Oh. He has it like getting in AEW that's been crazy, crazy for me. But I love his finish, and I think with him and Scorpio Sky kind of sharpening each other. Uh, I like a well-dressed heel. I like the heel that can come out and say, this is a $2,000 shirt and all that type of stuff. You know, So they kind of represent that. Now, real quick about the American top team. I do not like when untrained MMA guys, not, not untrained in their own craft, but untrained in professional wrestling, try to get into the professional wrestling world. All their hits look like crap because they're trying to be, you know. Just oh, you're like talking about training. juniors in that
0: t- 10, man, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, it
2: looked like they're just doing training, sparks. Even last night when um, I can't remember my man's name. Um, Baldy or? Top of Jericho, and he was just kind of laying in forearms, and it looked like he was just in training. Mode which one, like, the bald one? No, the one with the hair.
0: Uh, Arlovsky? Yeah. The, the blonde or the brunette?
2: Arlov the uh, brunette,
0: or Andre Arlovski, yeah.
2: So Andre, that's like
0: the most physical he's gotten since they've no, even done this angle.
2: No, no, no. He he was in a beatdown angle with Jericho on Dynamite a couple of episodes back. And he yeah, was, that's what I'm saying.
0: This is like the was, most he's really he was done. He
2: laying it in to Jericho, and I've seen when Jericho told him to stop. And now that I'm seeing him come out there last night, everything looks too soft. Who's the bald boy?
0: Uh Junior Dos Santos.
2: Santos, I it's for me, looking last night, it looked like he caught the lesson ball. It looked like he was really out there, really enjoying himself. But all these MMA guys, they come out, they're not used to that environment. You know, when they come out for a fight, they're already in the zone. They're really intense. For them coming out in front of the audience, they got smiles on their faces. They look like deer in headlights. So hopefully this will bring them... Um, into the wrestling fold if that's where they want to be, but so far everything they do kind of looks like crap. Um, and I know these guys are talented athletes, like beyond oh yeah anything I can dream about. But in the professional wrestling world, they're newbies and they're green. Right. Goosh- go- goose crap. Almost, almost cursed. You had to do the whole show over. Um, yeah, but-
0: I was not about to be doing this for another hour.
2: <laughs> um, but. They are green as goose crap, and they, you know, don't look that well in the ring, but I think it does bring some legitimacy to AEW to have these authentic UFC champions uh, be a part of the brand. Now, should they go train at, like, a power center or the Rhodes um, training factory? You know, if they should they go chain train train yes. with the Nightmare Factory for probably six, seven more months before they do a pay per view, most likely. Now, am I excited about this match? Because I finally get to see Dan Lambert get punched in the face by Jericho. Yes, I am, because Dan Lambert has worked himself up to be. He has he has legit go away. He 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 did that in Impact.
0: Like, do legit. you remember the? Angle where it was American top team. And this time they even had Stephen Bonner Hmm. on with them and legit. No, it was a King Mo for American top team. And then randomly like Moose was teaming with Stephen Bonner, but it was like them, including Bobby Lashley versus the rest of the impact roster. Hmm. And legit the same issue that happened back then is happening now because we all know the payoff with the way they've b- booked and structured ATT's like Stanton in AEW. It's like, this is only one chapter. The final chapter is Jericho hitting the Judas effect and knocking out Jorge Masvidal. Dana White is like, "Uh, no, you're not. Masvidal is not getting touched. It's similar to what's. Bellator said with Tito and Quentin Rampage-Jackson, why they pulled them two from the Ace of the Nights reboot, Ace of the main event mafia reboot angle was because they didn't want them getting touched and getting hurt. Dana White said he got triggered with Masvidal even being in the ring, let alone hitting flying knees on people.
2: The thing is, like, Dana White doesn't see the value. He just doesn't get it. He
0: doesn't get why Um, he also it, knows so. people can get hurt off of it and destroy yeah. their MMA career because one match, and I believe it was twenty WrestleMania twenty nine, destroyed an entire movie production and set them back months after one match with Roxina too.
2: Yeah. But so that's so they, why he's
0: trying to avoid, especially yeah. when you have one of your top draws in the company, granted, yes, we all know Mazdalal is a top draw, but Mazdalal gets hurt and you never know what's going to happen in that ring.
2: I'm not worried about the MMA guys getting hurt. I'm more concerned about professional wrestlers getting hurt because working with someone that green because, um you know, but, that's, but I feel comfortable having, you know, Jericho kind of be the leader of all of this. Because Jericho, I don't think he's going to have them do nothing too crazy. And he'll take the move before he has someone else take it. He doesn't think. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. That's can, still, still blood and guts.
2: Still yeah. Blunt so, guts. But the thing about this, in the, uh, the, the, uh, the American Top Team angle that um, I enjoy is Jericho's promo work is helping Sammy get better on the mic. Um, which oh, yeah, everyone he talks a... about Sammy mic skills. I've never seen that much of an issue. He kind of does the young guy nervous thing. But when he gets going, you know, it's, it's, he does pretty good. Um, but uh, I am excited to kind of see this feud kind of blow over. Uh, oh, yeah. See what's next um, for the Inner Circle. Um, I kind of miss Inner Circle being heels, but I do like the them. As good
0: oh, yeah. And I think just because of the natural, like, connection to the crowd and the fact Sammy's a vlogger, Jericho is Jericho. At 51 and still busting out Hurricane Ranas and Judas effects like they're nothing.
2: Yeah, that um that, the, the labors of Jericho is great too. Uh, oh, really
0: let's scared. not go there because that almost got AEW with a lawsuit. But something yeah. Wow. Domino's never, and the pizza cutter.
2: Oh, wow, that's <laughs> so stupid. Domino's could have dropped us, another <laughs> advertiser was ready to pick up. That'd have been Domino's lost money.
0: Well, they got triggered because like they I don't know that was just nothing that, on um a-
2: that was nothing on AEW's like you know that was that was just kind of a coincidence type of thing. And Domino's is still there, they didn't drop, and Pat's blue uh ribbon was ready to take their spot in a heartbeat. because so they have oh. a hot demo, you know, they're number one in the demo space. So trust me, like you get sued for what? That'd been that have been done with Domino's part.
0: Yeah. Well, um I do have a question regarding these last two matches before I say what they are and we do those predictions. We all know a match that could easily happen at Revolution is Omega Danielson 2. Does that need to be for the world title? Not necessarily.
1: Uh, first off, Kenny's going to lose.
0: Um, that's not the question, Trico. But Does Danielson if, versus if, Omega if, 2 need to be for the AEW nah, world title before nah, you say your prediction for either match?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't need to be for the title. It doesn't need. That's why I meant.
2: Yeah, it doesn't need to be for the title. Because okay. you know they, already
0: okay. went, they already went one with uh,
2: the first one. and we, so we're, still, we're still waiting to see a real victory. Uh,
0: yeah, because that's the only, like, draw on Daniel, I mean, Brian Danielson's record. Which, speaking of Brian Danielson, World the- title eliminator final winner becomes number one contender for the world championship. Brian Danielson versus Miro. Who do y'all have and why?
1: Uh it's gonna be Brian because the way they um I feel like when he gets his uh, his title match, it's probably gonna be on a super show on dynamite. just got like I hired
0: they did Kenny.
2: Um Leland. Man, this is a hard one. Um, I think Danielson only because, you know, he's new to the company. He's on a hot streak right now. Um, But Miro uh, definitely has what it takes to defeat him. And I wouldn't be mad if Miro won. Um, But it's something about having somebody so, so newly removed from WWE in the top, like the contender spot that kind of irks me a certain way. Like even when Mox won it, you know, Jericho was champ for a while before uh, Mox kind of, you know, got in that seat. And then. And Mox came out. in off
0: that first show and held it for, and avoided Jericho for almost a year.
2: Exactly. So it, it's something that irks me about having Danielson in that number one contender spot and then having Danielson and in, in, um, Whoever the champ may be, I think so. Try to to try to jump a little bit. You, you guys remember when Tony Khan's booking thing got revealed at the game, and they the had Page Circle sample. Yeah, yeah. So because of that, I really do think Khan may keep the belt on Kenny, um, but Ooh. the the crowd will go crazy if they don't see Page win. I think. It doesn't happen often where we, when the crowd really wants to see this one particular guy just finally win it, and I think the way they're building it is that it's going to be Adam Page, but it's too predictable because we already seen the outcome. So do you change that up a little bit? And now that we saw Don Callis come back last night, um, that may is a wrinkle in everything. You know, that kind of puts a wrinkle in things.
0: Um, I mean. You kind of knew Don Callis was coming back by that entrance. Like you knew if Kenny, who's been accompanied by fifteen people this entire year, just so happens to show up alone, you knew the fix was somewhere.
2: I didn't. I you know I honestly did not see Don Callis coming into that um, because. Matter of fact, I think mean, we were just talking about it inside the group or whatever, about how after Christian Cages dropped the belt to um, Josh impact, yeah, Josh, and Moose took over, that that was kind of the end of the uh, impact and AEW connection. We haven't been seeing the Good Brothers come out. Um, all of that kind of stuff has just stopped. So Don Callis not being around, makes sense for me. And you know, what's so funny, you know, the guy, um, Ali on Russell Talk, he was saying it today, that um, he was like irritated about this camera guy being in the wrong spots. And me watching, I was saying the same thing. I'm like, this camera guy is in the wrong freaking, why is he in every single shot? And I really I thought it was bad camera work. And I was not expecting Don Callis to pop up and hit him. When I seen the camera guy go all the way to the ring and his, his cord was stretching over the ropes, I was like, okay, that's not a trained camera guy because that would never happen with a professional. Um, and I was like, oh, crap, here it comes. But that whole segment, I, w- I was not privy to that. I was like, oh, man, this camera guy is in the wrong spot. He's horrible. But so that surprised me. So that kind of gave me an input that, hey, maybe Kenny will win. And maybe they build Paige back up one more time and, and see what's going see what's happening. I think
0: if they, my take on this, I am going a Redeemer and Hangman to counteract both you guys for a couple of reasons. And I hear the whole story regarding, uh, okay, let's have Mir- Danielson be number one contender after he just showed up. Miro's been there for coming up on eight months a year. I really think Miro should get his just to as world champion and be only one of three guys to be double champion in AEW. Kenny's up there. I want to say with the, yeah, he'd be the first one to go from TNT to world champion. Cause Kenny went up from tag champion to world champion. Other than that, that's it. He'd only be the second. Excuse me. Not bad. But yeah, so I do think Miro winning would be the best thing. And it would be also, granted, I know people are going to be a little salty that there's two ex-WWE guys in the title picture. I mean, Miro's been a dominant brute force, and CJ won't touch him. That's legit how he feels, so that is funny. CJ won't I- touch him. AK CJ Perry,
2: his wife. Yucky. You have to say goodbye to your wife so I can say hi to Mike. Hey, you guys ever watched uh the 70s show? That
0: 70s show? Remember Fez? Oh no.
2: Doesn't Miro remind you of a really muscle bound Fez? like someone Oh of my Fez's gosh,
0: family? I knew where you were going and yes.
2: Every time I see him, I said they go big ass Fez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I like his promo work. So this Miro was, says good day. <laughs> the, the Redeemer stuff, I love all his promo work. The whole oh, yeah. Jerusalem lighting that they put on him and his promos. Um, the Tonskin Field lighting. I was like, man, this, this promo is really work here. Um, and then Miro says good day.
0: <laughs> or as he put it, after All Out, your nuts have been redeemed. <laughs> And obviously, Eddie didn't learn his lesson. All the way to why he's complaining and get put to sleep. And about this main event, you can't really deny the fans like too much longer and you keep stringing them on because then they're just going to sour over the entire Hangman Page character. And with that being said, it's the era of Join Us. And the Dark Order will recover from casters mouth castrating him via Jungle Boy and Hangman the cowboy will get his day and become new world champion. And also with Kenny he's not out of the top like three on the card yet because I feel like he will go and fight Cole very soon. So Enough said. And
2: Danielson on- versus Page, though, man. Like, because, you have who versus Cage? Uh, I said Page. Uh, Danielson versus Page. If Page oh, yeah. wins, if Danielson wins. I don't know if that's a great lineup for me. I love Danielson. Don't get me wrong. And I love Page. But seeing them two, they're so. Opposite you say Danielson. I said Miro. I, want, I think I want Miro to win, but I think I, I feel that Danielson.
0: Trico, who you got for those last two? Danielson, uh, Danielson, Kenny, or Bruh,
1: Danielson
0: and Page. Oh wow. so I am the oddball and actually going Miro Page. Just, well, but light I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't mind Miro based on what uh, everything that you mentioned. I wouldn't mind that because it kind of made, what made sense.
2: My original is Omega. I think, uh, I think Tony's going to swerve us and do Omega.
0: Yeah, I don't think. Another swarm needs to happen, but that's another story for another time. Leland, thanks for chiming in with us this week, man. Always a pleasure. Anything either you guys want to plug, Trika or Leland?
1: Well, as you guys already know, uh, Disney Plus Day is tomorrow, and which then which would uh, be
0: two nights.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: As this goes well, live.
1: And yeah, mostly because this is pre-recorded. Yeah, for those uh,
0: anybody as this gets aired.
1: But mostly uh just keep your eye out uh, for more news and stuff releases as we will I will be touching on the horrific uh incident that happened in the astral world on the technology News Talk and other news and stuff that, that will be happening.
0: And all right, pizza and get well to that whole um family that whatever happened to that kid at that travis scott concert man that was messed up yeah that's horrible. but uh what about you leland real,
2: real quick guys visit cupcake that is my uh, website for all spell of that right quick, quick. sure it's cupcake yeah no, it's cupcake because everyone loves cupcakes. but it's c-u-p-c-a-k-e-r-a-p-t-u-r-e dot CupcakeRapture.com. But that's where you can book me for uh, shooting, uh editing. Um, if you want a short film made or a feature film made, my company can do that for you. So, CupcakeRapture.com. And then, guys, me and Trico was working on a new project called Empathy that should be coming out in 2022. This movie is going to be hot, sexy, and fun, man. It's going to be a crying, sexy thriller kind of movie. Man. It's going to be dope.
0: Well, y'all already know what it is for me. Just uh, hit me up at DK for real on wherever and whatever. And until next week, two fingers. Much love, y'all.